Welcome. This is the Business of Vulnerability, the podcast that shares the wonderful work that individuals, organizations, and communities are doing around the world to try and help those who are most vulnerable. Welcome to the Business of Vulnerability podcast. Uh, this is Blake Kohler from Pulse for Good. I'm here with Josh Hall. from. Uh, he's the Executive Director of HARC. Uh, Josh, thanks for being here. Uh, we, we appreciate you taking the time. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what HARC does? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks so much for having me. Um, so to really understand, I think, the the start of HARC, you have to back up just a little bit before that and um, really jump into what is, is now the Accelerate Foundation, uh, formerly the Endeavor Foundation. So um, we're based in, in Northwest Arkansas and really focus in on, uh, we're a regional foundation that focuses in really primarily on three counties of Northwest Arkansas. And so um, at that point, Endeavor Foundation uh, got its start with the sale of a, uh, two nonprofit hospitals in the area. And so when, when nonprofit hospitals sell to a for-profit entity, uh, the, the, the money from those roll over into what's called a health conversion foundation. And so that's really kind of where the Endeavor Foundation got its start, um, you know, over the course of, of you know, 20 plus years. Endeavor Foundation has invested, you know, about $115 million into Northwest Arkansas through various things. But uh, really in, a, in about 2015 um, is where the idea of HARC started to really, really develop. develop. And it, it started from a strange kind of space where, said so in 2015, um, the area superintendents from the school systems came to the foundation and said, we have this problem in our schools and that's that kids come to school they're not ready to learn and regardless of of how we approach um, our facilities our teachers our curriculum what technology we have the problem is bigger than what we can address in the school systems so that was really the start of the conversation to look at northwest arkansas as a region and and really try to start answering some questions about why are people in Northwest Arkansas not thriving? Because as you get into that conversation, you realize that this is more about what's going on in our broader community. What do people have access to? All of these kind of things. So as this conversation started, it really turned into, um, okay, well, how do we know, number one, what the issue is? And then how do we really know how to fix the, the problem? And, and one of the challenges was that there wasn't really regional data uh, to answer really any of these questions. So as a result of that conversation, um, the foundation funded a research project called Join the Solution. And so that was um, to the tune of about 3,000 surveys, about 350 focus groups that spread really all across um, individuals from individuals accessing resources in the community to systems leaders to hospital systems, really everywhere in between. Um, and, and primarily to answer that question, why are people in Northwest Arkansas not thriving? Mm-hmm. And and so, so with that, there were kind of two parts to the research. The first being really identifying that problem of, of what's going on. And there were two, two significant findings that came out of the research. And that was that Northwest Arkansas, which I think is is probably not in completely unique to the the region, but it is in some ways, is um, Northwest Arkansas is resource rich, 
so there's a lot of resources available. But secondly, Northwest Arkansas is also connection poor. So we have all these resources available, but we don't have a good system in place to help people navigate from point of service to point of service to, or to really understand where to go or how to get connected to those services or, or those resources in the community. So, so that was really a, a definitive answer regionally on what the problem was. And so then you look over as, okay, well, what is the solution? And so we didn't want to create a solution in, in a vacuum and a, at a foundation. It's what does the community say that we need? And, you know, Accelerate Foundation said, hey, whatever this solution is the community identifies, we're, we're, really, um, we're really invested in funding the solution to that. So from that research, um, kind of asked the question, if if you had a blank check or, you know, you could frame it as the miracle question or whatever, how mm -hmm. would you fix the problem in the community? And so uh, 16 solutions came back uh, as, as part of the research. Those 16 could really be boiled down into four main things. And so in those four things is really the entire existence of of both why HARC came to be and what it is that we do as an organization. Um, in connection to the foundation. So the first being the community by and large said, we need the existence of a platform organization. So, you know, um, so, you know, prior to, to working uh, with Accelerate Foundation and, and HARG, so I'm a licensed clinical social worker and, you know, have done direct practice, uh, direct social work practice and therapy in the region for a long time. And it's not that I didn't recognize the need for systemic approaches or all these, you know, collaborative efforts or all these things. It's that I had an, everybody's busy. Like nobody has the time to spearhead these things in the community. So, nope. um, so the community said, we need a group of people who come to work every day, try to come up with innovative ways to, to solve issues in the community. Um, a group that, that can, can develop mechanisms in order to develop insights and, and, and address these systemic issues. And so thus kind of the creation of HARC as, a, as an entity um, through that. So, so HARC really does serve as, as somewhat that platform organization that they're talking mm -hmm. about. So the other four solutions that the community came back with are the, the three things that we do at HARC. And so the first is provider collaboration. So we help try to facilitate collaboration in the community um, primarily from a collective impact lens but you know through lots of different ways and um, and we, we actually are able to do that a lot more as, I, as I'll talk about how that developed into um, kind of the the integrated approach between accelerate foundation and hark but but really focusing in on the the collaboration piece of that second the community said we need a group of people who um, are kind of the master navigators of health and human services, the boots on the ground people who can can walk alongside people and and help them find the resources that they need, because oftentimes because this this lack of connection, um, people engage with health and human services in a time of need. They don't really know where to go. It's it's fragmented, all these things, and so they often fall through the cracks as a result of that. And so um, our, our, we call them connectors or community liaisons, and that's their role is to, to work with individuals, to build resource plans and make sure that they actually get connected as a part of that. And then lastly, um, the community said, you know, um, and, and I'll be the first to say, 
health and human services uh, for a, a lot of reasons is a bit archaic in our approach to technology. And, and so uh, they said, we need, a techno we need technology solutions to, to try to bring health and human service up to speed uh, with the way that the business community or other sectors have been able to um, leverage technology for effectiveness and efficiency in what they do. And so we um, searched kind of high and low for, for technology solutions that would really meet the needs of our community. And um, what we found is there's not a great, um, you know, just supply of, of technology that can, can do these things. And so long story short, we decided to just build our own technology from the ground up. And um, our technology is called HARC. Um, it really functions in two separate separate ways, but but primarily, um, you know, it's really about facilitating that connection. So as we developed this technology, um, we really wanted to to solve for this this issue of connection, and and so the multiple layers of that as you're as you're thinking about what do people need and how do you integrate technology as a solution into that is one people have to have a place to go and, and have to know, know where to um, connect in order to even get the answers that they need. Next, they have to have the ability to find things that they didn't know exist, existed in our community. So we need some sort of consolidated um, you know, map, if you will, of, of resources in the community that is kind of the gold standard of, of of the community resources so that people trust that when they go to this, this place to find it, that it's updated, it's, it's relevant, it's got all the information that they need. Mm -hmm. And then we also need um, a mechanism to get that in, in the hands of people. And we need to follow up to make sure that they're actually getting, getting connected to those places. Um, so, so the technology that we really built and the thing that we focus mostly on is we call it our, it, it's called HARC, but we call it our connector tool. And so individuals um, right now, and, and we're, we're about to be launching this all uh, into Northwest Arkansas right now, but so, um, so people can, providers in the community can go on to our system and we have built a, um, a the most robust resource map in uh, in Northwest Arkansas that really starts because this this gets into some other sides of the research, but um, really starts on the foundation of ten social determinants of health. Then that rolls into fifty need categories. Um, then that rolls into over two hundred services, and then well over a thousand solutions or referrals to to those services. And so it really gives you a full option of community resources right at your fingertips. And the way that we've built this is from that those ten social determinants of health, or even to one of those social determinants, to that need category, to that service, to that solution. That is a single one to one relationship that we then can loop and um, and 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 truly understand what is available in the community. Now, with that, we've included all of the relevant organizations. You know, hundreds and hundreds of of these. What their locations are, what services they offer at each location, the hours, what insurance they accept, the contact details, the map to the location, special instructions on this. And so, this is you know, um, 
it's a community meal. And so lunch is served at, at this time. And, you know, mm -hmm. on Fridays, they actually have a different schedule or, you know, if, um, uh, and so we've also created our database in, in a, in a way that, um, if, if, if they, if, if they don't accept walk-ins, we omit that information because that's not relevant information to get resources. So we really mm -hmm. try to try to create this, um, as truly accessible, truly applicable, and truly getting you to what you want and, and what you need in the community. Um, and so how our, our technology works in, in a resourcing thing. So if I'm working with an individual in the community and they come to me and they say, you know, I, I need food resources. So I'm going to click on a, a little icon on, on our technology that says, that shows food. And then it's going to say, you know, well, do they need um, help paying for food? Do they need a free meal? Do they need, you know, food delivery services? What is it that they need? Um, and so if I click on community meal, it's going to list all of those that are available. I'm going to click a plus button and it's going to add it to their plan. You know, think of a shopping cart model or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to go through every one of their needs, create a custom resource plan for them. Um, and then that plan is then shareable for those individuals via email, you can text a plan directly to them. You can print it off for them, whatever, um, whatever, you know, is, is the best setup for them. And then for us as an organization, um, we then follow up with that individual to ensure that they actually get connected to that resource uh, because that's, we want to make sure it. And so what you find in that follow-up is um, sometimes they say, you know, Hey, Actually, you told me about that place to go, and I, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't really feel comfortable telling you then. But actually, I had a bad experience there, and I don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. And so, it, without that follow up, that connection would have never been made. And so, from there, we say, "Hey, no worries. So here's two other options, three other options. What, where is it that you want to um, go? And we're going to call and and make sure that you actually um, got uh, got connected to that. Now." In the design of this technology, too, you know, we realize there's a broad spectrum of people in the community who want to help and engage people, um, but not everybody needs the most robust, full version of these things that is tracking. And I can get into some of the details of that, but there's literally tracking statuses of, of where that referral is and engaging all of this and rolling this into, into community dashboards that are telling us in real time what the needs are of the community. So we split this technology into three different sections around, um, we have a basic version for is just the, the individual who wants to build a plan for somebody and share a plan. They're not, um, maybe it's the, uh, Maybe it's the the front desk person at a church who somebody walks in and says, you know, hey, I, I need help, and and they say, well, I don't I don't know where to send you. Let me go on here and find something, and I'll build a little plan for you, and and I can I can just give that to you, and and that's really the extent of what they're going to do. Um, we have a basic plus version of it that is is basically that plus um, limited follow up, and then we have a a full version of that, which is what we use and what. Um, really <clears throat> health and human services is going to, to, to utilize more is, you know, um, is the ability to track those referrals over time and figure out, did somebody get connected to that? Um, did they not get connected to it? If they didn't really importantly is why did they not get connected to it? And then, you know, um, all of that is telling us really granular, 
details about what's happening at the individual level in our community. I find the the combination of your uh, the software solution with the in-person follow-up to be really interesting. <clears throat> Can you share how you came to that conclusion of how to how to handle it both from like a service and a software perspective? With my background in social work, um, you know, and as we looked at all of this, uh, you know, and there's there's lots of people who who helped with the design of this and all that. I just get the privilege of talking about it sometimes. Um, but you know, as as all of these these kind of ideas came in, um, you know, it it's a it's you can't just create. I think um, uh, not not that it's it's not a solution, but uh, that was kind of part of what the community was saying is that, man, somebody can look in the yellow pages, somebody can look, uh, somebody can do a Google search, somebody can do, but how, how do they know that this is actually a trusted resource and, and how do they help navigate a really complicated system? And I'm just not sure that there is a, a, a sufficient technology only solution to that. And, and so I think that, um, in order to really, I think, have the the level of impact that that we want to have, and I think a lot of communities probably do, there has to be a semblance of of both of these things working together. Um, not that not that there's not in certain situations. I mean, we do have that basic version where it's you know, hey, just build a plan, and and we're not we're some some people that's really uh, a little bit more how they're oriented and, and that works but we have found that pulling those two things together is where we really see a lot of the significant impact because i think leveraging um technology for the efficiency that you can't have and you can't not not every social worker or helper or case manager or whatever in the community can uh, it, it's impossible for everyone to know every resource and and be able, their brain is not a database. And mm-hmm. um, as, as skilled as, as people are, there's just no way they can they can know or know as fast um, what what technology can give us there. And so, so putting that at their fingertips, along with the personal connection, the um, ability to build relationships with people, to to have that personal connection, and to be able to to navigate on the fly with people as situations come up, I, th- I think that's just a really powerful combination. Yeah, I agree. It's a it's a really interesting uh, route and, and, a, and really a, a holistic approach to solving a problem, which uh, you know more groups I think could could learn from. Uh, I, I'm curious what the response from like the providers themselves have been. You know, are, are they excited about it? Has there been any pushback? What, what's that experience been like? No, it's it's been um, overwhelming excitement. So um, we we've this is kind of a lot of what I'm describing right now is is really kind of a version two of our technology. Um, and so so we've been developing this um, via feedback from the community about how to how to better really um, have a technology solution. And so um, there is a uh, significant eager uh, response from the community. So we've been piloting this internally with our staff of connectors um, to really work the kinks out. And so now we're, we're, we're um, gonna be extending that and piloting it with some, uh, a few organizations. And then, uh, and, and by, by piloting it, I mean, we've worked with, um, you know, over 4,000 clients building plans and things. So this, you know, it's not, 
not not like a handful of people. Um, sure. And and so you know uh, so we're going to be taking that out of the community to with a small group, um, getting their feedback on this, and um, uh, which you know everything thus far has been incredibly positive. And then we'll be sending this out to the larger community once we've just uh, made sure that we've got got the the right thing uh, out there. You know, and awesome. it's 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 interesting because um, you know. What, what I've described thus far in our technology, and, and um, that's really one piece of a, a larger puzzle also that we're trying to solve for, um, because, you know, this is, that's really about direct practice. That's really about, but then how does this, how does this go from what is an individual's experience and how are we helping an individual navigate a, a health and human service system to flowing that into systemic change outcomes? right in communities mm-hmm. and 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 how do we leverage all these things that we're talking about uh, in order to kind of meet that ultimate goal of of what are what are the systemic level issues and how are all these integrated so with that we also um, that really gets into the um, the integration between and and this was part of this process you know hark initially was was a grantee of the of Accelerate Foundation. And as we thought more and more, um, you know, Accelerate is really, um, you know, from from a philanthropic standpoint is is funding things and doing all this and, and having trying to, to really impact this high level change in our communities. Hark has has been able to harness this technology and and develop a, a mechanism that really ends up being the community's listening ability. Because we're we're so so let me back up for just a second. As we're capturing basic demographic information, you know where where people work. I mean, all these things, uh, income information, all of this. Then um, the way that we have structured our technology, um, then you're also saying, okay, here's here's the the makeup of of this individual which rolls into the makeup our, of our community who's accessing resources. Then what ident- what needs are they identifying from the social determinant of health to the need categories to all of this? So then that's saying, what is this group of people actually needing? And then from there, we're going down and saying from the service level and the, the referral level, what is it that they're actually getting connected to? And then we're tracking step-by-step step through that process what they're actually being able to get connected to and what they're not, which tells us what are the resources that are readily available in our community? What are the resources that are struggling um, to meet the needs of the individuals in our community? And then really importantly, what are the actual missing nodes in our community where there's truly no solution uh, for when somebody needs this, there's not a community solution on how to meet this need for them. So that's where these these two things, as we thought about these kind of complementing strategies, really, um, you know, putting these things together. And so as we merge these two ideas together and merge them into accelerate, you know, accelerate foundation. Now what we've been able to accomplish is this full link between how I describe as linking the individual's experience to the systemic change outcome. And, and, mm. and we've really tried to be able to um, try to complete that spectrum across need areas in the community because we have, um, through our technology, 
we've been able to to do um, community dashboards on um, full demographic information. So we can tell you um, exactly who's accessing resources by, you know, um, by their age, by the industry they work in, by their income, by um, all these all these different um, different breakdowns. And um, so that's giving us a really in real time snapshot of who in the community is really accessing um, accessing services. And from there, we can we have dashboards that roll into, uh, okay, well then based on that, what are our community needs? Um, then from there, what are the services that um, people are, are accessing as, as a result of that? What referrals are actually happening and, and what are our top referrals and, and so on and so forth? Um, and then we can tell you, you know, at a really granular level, uh, how many interactions it takes with an individual in order to really close that referral loop or how long does a plan take from open to close or, mm. um, you know, what is a, what is the connection rate of, of this specific need um, across all of this? And so that really tells us at a, at a really, you know, again, a specific level on, um, on how, how to track what the community needs actually are. And so, as a result of that, um, we're able to look at those community needs. So uh, as a result right now, um, how housing and specifically helping pay for housing is by far the number one need in Northwest Arkansas. And so um, through that, and that's not brand new to now, but it still rings true. So we were able to, um, in partnership with some other philanthropic groups, develop what's called a catalyst fund. And so what that does um, is because there wasn't a, really a, a, a viable full solution to that. Um, and so we're able to develop a catalyst fund that that provides up to $1,000 in housing as rest, rental assistance, up to $250 in general assistance uh, to help meet those needs of individuals who are working. They're generally stable, but an unforeseen circumstance pops up. And um, that situation would otherwise throw them into crisis, you know, because we because we work so directly with the community, we we know people and we know their stories. We we mm-hmm. talk to them. This isn't this isn't trying to you know look at things at this, this super high level. I mean, we're, we're talking to the individuals experiencing. So you know, when you say um, when you're when you're saying, hey, I, I'm I'm working on. Um, developing um, plans and, and, and helping find solutions for this, this individual who um, may be experiencing homelessness. And, and you say, all right, so walk me through kind of what's going on. And they start telling you their story. And, and you realize that it tracks all the way back to a car battery. And these are real stories, you know, mm-hmm. where they say, my car battery went out. And because of that, my car wouldn't work. I couldn't make it to work. Uh, it was my third occurrence. I got fired. Then I didn't have income. Then I got behind on rent. Then I got a bunch of late fees and then it snowballed. And now I don't have a place to live. And and so we're going, man, if we can really engage at that level of how do we find and 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 catch people at the car battery level so that we don't have to wait until they're in full crisis. So that was the, the because of that 
that experience and information and, and data from the community, uh, that's one example of, of how we're developing solutions to meet the needs of our community. Because when you look at a Northwest Arkansas, um, by and large, about 67% of the jobs would fall into the category of employed but at high risk. And, and so meaning that over half of the jobs in our community, um, they're working really hard, but they're one situation and one unforeseen thing from um, a crisis. And so we had been looking at this really uh, in depth previous. And then um, you fast forward to, to March and COVID hits and restaurants sh start shutting down, businesses start shutting down, all of this. Well, now our entire community <laughs> is, um, is looking at a normally stable, but now very unforeseen circumstance, which has impacted their income. And so we're working with, you know, literally thousands of people who are recently unemployed due to working in an industry that had to close. And now they can't pay rent. And maybe they're waiting on stimulus checks or they're waiting on unemployment, but there's a gap that mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're at risk of losing their housing. So to put this into, into scope, um, from March 1st to present day, um, we, have, um, we have provided uh, about $1.1 million in funding through our Catalyst Fund to individuals who are exactly in that circumstance. You know, and so it really speaks to, I think, you know, as, as one example, the, the power of, of looking at this from a holistic systemic place and really trying to put all of the pieces together um, in order to figure out how as communities do we really develop viable systemic solutions. And that really, you have to engage the individual in that process. You have to know what it is that they're, that they're experiencing. You have to then also have um, the technology solutions that can help not only provide the solutions, but that can derive the insights that really inform you from a, a data-informed um, you know, place of insight to then develop the right systemic solutions in order to meet the needs to stabilize communities. And so, you know, that's really, I think, at Accelerate and Hark what at the core of of what we're trying to do i, I would i would describe um everything we do um in in three words and it's identify connect and drive we mm. identify the the needs of the community we connect to the right to not only connect individuals to the right resources but we also try to connect the right entities the right systems the right people the right players the right partners all of this into um, the right scenario or the right uh, collaboration or the right whatever you want to say that then drives the systemic change outcome in the community. So, you know, if you take all this, lots of things I've been talking about and, and rambling on here for a while, um, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I get pretty excited and passionate about the work that we do, but that's um, uh, all right. You, you put all of that into, into a package and I think it really comes down to that. That's our true identity. Um, as a foundation and as an organization is we identify, we connect and we drive. That's awesome. Well, uh, we're, we're running a little short on time, but I got one kind of last question for you. If you were 
um, an executive director of another nonprofit or, you know, vice president of a different foundation, you know, what is the major takeaway that they could learn from the work that Accelerate and, and Hark is doing, um, particularly around technology? What would be the one piece of advice that you'd give someone? Yeah, I think that um, uh, there's 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 a lot to that, but I'll say in a very sure. in a very short short concise um, thing is um, you know leveraging technology in nonprofit in health and human services um, is is not just important, but I think we have to progress to a level where we're prioritizing this, where we are engaging technology and um, that we're using its capabilities to really inform and create efficiency and effectiveness in what we do. There's no way that we're gonna achieve, I think the level and the scale that we want um, in our communities without embracing technology and leveraging its capabilities to, to fit the needs of our sector. And, and, and I will say too, I, I think that it's gonna take prioritizing it in not just, okay, I'm willing to put this as a budget item, but there needs to be larger conversations about what are the specific technology needs for this sector? Because you can't take just a business technology that you roughly convert into um, a, a, into a, something that kind of works for nonprofit and call it a nonprofit technology. I think we have to have much more in-depth conversations. And it's the process that we've been in is what are the actual things we're trying to accomplish and how do we leverage technology as a part of that? Technology is not always just a tack on to how we do our work. Um, we should, I think, really be looking at it as how is it a true solution to achieving what we want to do in our work? Awesome. That is fantastic advice. I, I particularly love that last point of technology not just being a tack on to how we do our work. It's uh, interesting the work that I do, how often I see people that treat it that way. Well, I'll just get this one thing when the, the needs of vulnerable individuals are so complex that uh, you you really have to, to think kind of more holistically about it. And I agree wholeheartedly. Um, for those that have been listening to it and are curious about learning more about uh, what the work Accelerate's doing or Hark, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Because um, I know you're looking to expand this outside of Northwest Arkansas eventually. And there's tons of communities that need this thing. What uh, what's the easiest way for people to get a hold of you? Yeah, so um, you know, I will say right now we're we're trying to look at this as we're very regionally focused and 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 looking to do this in Northwest Arkansas. You know, but um, uh, if if you're if people are interested in in learning more about what we do at the Accelerate Foundation or or Hark, um, you can literally shoot me an email. Um, my my email is. Josh, J O S H dot Hall, H A L L, at Hark, H A R K N W A dot com. And I'd, I'd be happy to, um, to have any conversations. As, as you can tell, I'm, like I said, I'm pretty passionate about this and, and enjoy talking about it. So happy to, happy to answer questions or, or uh, share what we've learned. And, and that's one last, I don't know, we're on time, but um, one thing I'll tack on is, is we really do take the posture of, of shared learnings. You know, and mm -hmm. 
one quick example is in that community data that we have, it's forward facing. If anybody wants to go to harkenwa.com, um, they can look at, 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 you know, Hark and what we're doing in the community right now. They can interact with that community data. And we've actually recently had a, had a nonprofit who I was talking with said that they, they took our community data and actually leveraged that to receive a grant, um, mm. a, a federal grant, uh, because it identified the needs of our community and they were able to fit that niche for that need. And so we want to share our data out there to say, man, anybody who wants to use this to benefit your organization or to increase funding into um, into our community, that's what it's there for. So we don't we don't hide anything under a rock. We put it out and it's, hey, it's this is this is the community's data, not ours. That's very cool. I uh, one last kind of plug for a heart that I love is uh, you mentioned earlier that it's really a listening organization. And I love that it literally exists in the name, right? With heart right. meaning listen, right? And and uh, that that seems to have been true with everything you're working on. So we commend you for the the work that you're doing, and we're very grateful for you coming and sharing it with us. Absolutely. So so honored to be on, and uh, thanks for having me. And um, really, also appreciate the work you guys are doing, both at at the podcast level and um, with with the technology space you're in. So uh, wow. really appreciate you guys' work too. Ah, well, we appreciate that. Well, this has been the Business of Vulnerability podcast. Please tune in and listen to more later. Thank you for listening to the Business of Vulnerability. If you or somebody you know would be a wonderful guest for our next recording, please let us know at Team Pulse. It's T-E-A-M-P-U-L-S-E at PulseForGood.com. Thank you.